Welcome into the Arrowhead Pride post-game show. He's up to the near side at the 45, pushes by the wall. 40, 30, 20, 15, 10, 5, touchdown, Kansas City, Byron Pringle. And the weekday home for Andy Reid, Mitch Holtis, Derek Johnson, and Patrick Mahomes. Fires it to Edelman, who dropped it. Brought to you by Andy's Frozen Custard. Pumpkin pie and apple pie treats are back at Andy's. Fall for them today on your official broadcast partner of the Kansas City Chiefs, 610 Sports Radio. Guns are long for the end zone. Wide open touchdown. Kansas City. It's a home run to Tyreek Hill. Here's Jay Binkley. Oh, let's do this. Oh, it's so nice talking about a win once again for the Kansas City Chiefs. They uh, even up the record at 2-2 two and two with the win today in Philadelphia, 42-30 to 30 over the Philadelphia Eagles. We'll be with you for the next couple of hours here from the locker room. Chiefs uh, sideline guru Josh Klingler going to join us and the editor-in-chief, ArrowheadPride.com, Pete Sweeney with some fantasy football from the day from our guy, Dusty Likens. Kramer Sansone producing the operation. Welcome into the Arrowhead Pride postgame show. The NFL has a way of building you up and then taking your lunch money and humbling you in devastating fashion with wins and losses. We've seen the last couple weeks with the Kansas City Chiefs. Even despite the turnovers, you can make a great argument the Chiefs shouldn't have lost, but they did. It's been a porous defense, been a turnover problem with this team. Poorest defense today still in Philadelphia. It's one of four NFL games in history to not have a punt. That is not good company. The Chiefs have been in two of those games. You remember the first. We won't talk about that one. But no punts today. But they've been winning despite that. They've been winning with great offense with help on the way with Josh Gordon. The defense? Well, it was still the Chiefs' defense. It would still frustrate you. Make you punch a wall. The defense, if you think, okay, if this defense could only... I said top 15, be top 15, because that's not going to happen. Just be top 20. Stop the red zone touchdowns. Well, they did that today. Three stops inside the red zone as the Eagles had to settle for field goals at the 11-yard line, the 7-yard line, in the 13-yard line of the Kansas City Chiefs. They even had a fourth down stop. But again, they did not force a punt for the Philadelphia Eagles, and Jalen Hurts had his way through the air on the Chiefs. But this game will humble you. It'll build you up and then tear you down that fast. I mean, ask the Rams. They were everybody's All-American. A lot of people had them number one in the power rankings. Destroyed by the Arizona Cardinals, who had lost eight straight games to them. But the NFL, if you're not ready to play, you will get beat and get beat in a bad way. Ask the Rams. Ask the Titans, who lost to the lowly Jets today. You have to be on your game or you'll find out you'll be with the loss. Or the Saints, welcome back to the Superdome. Well, the Giants had a nice six-point victory over the Saints today. But the Kansas City Chiefs get the job done. And the bottom line is, yes, there's a lot of fixing to do with the Kansas City Chiefs. These first five games, we're going to define who and what they are. A statement to the AFC. Well, they beat the Browns. The Browns win today in Minnesota, 14-7. They're 3-1 and now. I think the Browns are a very good team. I thought that was a very good win for the Kansas City Chiefs to beat them. Let a game slip out of their fingers against the Baltimore Ravens. I mean, you saw how close that was. Turnovers came back to bite them, and a poor defense came back to bite them. 
The Chargers did not stop the Kansas City Chiefs. The Kansas City Chiefs stopped themselves. In Holly or nothing else otherwise. They had more yards and first downs than any team in the NFL this season, the Kansas City Chiefs. But those first those four turnovers cost the Kansas City Chiefs. They came in the day minus two in the turnover category. Unchiefs-like. Very unchiefs-like. But the bottom line is there are problems on defense. This offense is only going to get better when Josh Gordon plays for the Kansas City Chiefs. And it might be sooner rather than later. We might actually see him on the field against the Buffalo Bills. That is the next opponent. That is a tough opponent for the Kansas City Chiefs. That is a game coming up next Sunday, which we'll talk about a little bit. There's obviously, other fish to fry here with the Chiefs and Eagles. But the Buffalo Bills, they're the hot trend. A lot of people will be picking the Bills to beat the Kansas City Chiefs. They had a shutout two of the last three games. Shutout today and a shutout two weeks ago against the Dolphins. They're playing good football. And this defense has got to get better, especially in the tackling department. The tackling, once again, was porous for the Kansas City Chiefs. At times, I was so frustrated watching the Eagles just go up and down the field against the Kansas City Chiefs. But without turnovers, this offense is going to have to be relied on this chief, for this Chiefs team like it was in 2018 when they were winning despite the defense. 2019, the defense started coming together a bit at halftime of that Rams game. But they're going to have to get steps from this defense. And there are guys taking steps. Mike Dana, two sacks today. Again, he's got to elevate. Frank Clark didn't play again today. Chris Jones, almost that fumble recovery. What do you take in the end zone? I don't know. They're going to have to figure out Chris Jones. I perform on the inside. He's been doing inside and outside, more on the outside. Like last week, for example, 40 stamps, 35 of them from the outside. But this defense continues to be a problem. It's almost like the eight, the offense has to be in an A game. Patrick Mahomes today, by the way, six incompletions and five touchdowns. Can you believe that? Five touchdowns, six incompletions. But again, they have to play a perfect game. Clyde Edwards-Alaire goes for 100 yards, two straight games, right at 100 yards. Chiefs ran for 200 yards today, which is a good sign. 186 from the week before. It's 386 in the last two games. But I will say this. I had this caveat because you have to. <clears throat> the Chargers' run defense was 30th in the NFL. Chiefs ran for 186. The Eagles had the 26th best run defense. It was bad. A bad run defense, but the Chiefs did what they had to do and go for 200 yards. It alleviates from Mahomes. You can have these long drives. you got to get this running game going. Hopefully, this is a trend for the best. We'll see against Buffalo next week if the Chiefs can carry this run offense the way it was. But this offense is fine. This offense is great. And the offense will carry the team as long as the defense permits it. Just get a stop here and there. Now, the Eagles were going for it on fourth down at times. They did settle for some field goals. But the Chiefs defense has got to get stopped. Just convert those touchdowns into field goals like they did today. Because you remember the first 12 times the team was in the red zone this year, 12 touchdowns against the Chiefs. They forced the Chargers to a, to a field goal, forced the Eagles to three field goals today. That's the recipe. Defense might be what it is. I mean, we're four games into the season. They used to call this the quarter mark, but obviously it's not. It's actually four and a half games because of a 17-game schedule. But this offense has got to click, and will we see defensive progression? Obviously, with Willie Gay coming back, could help. But right now, the defense is what the defense is. Shoring up tackling, something they're working on. Obviously, working on the fumbling and turnover problems. Mahomes did have an interception today. Didn't cost the Kansas City Chiefs. 
But this offense is high octane. Defense has got to find a way to make a few stops. That's my Chiefs' opinion for today. But coming up next, we go to you guys. Let's go no huddle. 40, 35, 30, Cheetah at full speed. 10 to the 5-yard line. You play impress. The Cheetah will run you all the way around the earth. Taking your calls now at 913-576-7610. That's right, no huddle. Silverstein Ice Center's hotline, 913-576-7610. Same as the J. Southland Toast Service text line, 913-576-7610. Let's hear from you guys. Hear from the Chiefs. Let's hear from Josh Klingler, who was there in Philadelphia on the sidelines. Were they nice to him in Philly? Pete Sweeney, Dusty Likens, you name it, all joining us as we go for the next couple of hours here on the Arrowhead Pride postgame show. Start off in Branson, Missouri with Grant. What's up, Grant? Hey, hey, man. Good to have you on the air again. Uh, that was a good, good get-back win. However, the offense was on stride, but that defensive line is a defensive liability. I do no, 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 no question. No question. What was Chris Jones doing that entire game? That guy makes $20 million a year, and he didn't even look like he could run sideline to sideline or even want to. I don't know. It, 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 it's got me wondering what's going on. We did not have a tackle today. The only time you really saw him was that almost fumble recovery before they went to halftime. That didn't was get the highlight it. of the game, fumbling and bumbling. He just stood there. Anytime he had a chance to make a play. I think this defense, to some extent, Grant, they're still trying to find their way. I think Chris Jones still trying to find his way, the working from outside to inside. Again, his bread was buttered in the NFL on the inside. Yeah, on your third or fourth time, you're gonna you're gonna look at him and be like, what was he doing? I don't I don't know why. Dude. I just focused on him today. He he would he would he just did it. They, they put one guy on. Sometimes they didn't even block him. He was doing nothing. And the problem is, four of the five starters from this offensive line were in. The only one was Jason Kelsey at center. They were without the right tackle and left tackle in today's game. Jaron Reed, no tackles. That does not help. That was supposed to be an interior pass rush to allow Chris Jones to the outside. He is so slow. He doesn't have a quick first step. And then he acts like a pouting baby when... It, it just doesn't come to him. I don't know, man. I, I, I He's got to either go back inside or <laughs> or, or hit the bench. It, it was bad. Well, you know, this defense, obviously, it's a liability. It is the one part of this team that's not there. The offense, can this offense carry this team? Well, they just need the defense to step up a little bit, force some punts, force some three and outs, put Patrick back on the field. That's what they're going to have to do. Dan and KCK, what's up, Dan? Good evening, Bing. How you doing? This is more like it. I tell you, the Chiefs had good bounce today. Tyree Kill, 186 yards, then Clyde Edwards, 102 yards. And the defense played real good, Bing. One day, I know they didn't force a punt. One day after, they forced the two field goals. And there's one from my half, Bing. I know they should have reversed that call. Why wasn't that flag thrown out sooner so Andy could challenge that? So Neiman, because yeah, if they had Neiman more time or whatever, but really, that's, I mean, it's not an excuse. You got to do that quickly. Yeah, yeah, you got people upstairs helping Andy out. They shouldn't. Yeah, uh, they, they have the headphones on. I don't get that thing. But anyway, good game by the Chiefs. Let's take care of Josh Allen and the Bills next Sunday night. Let's take care of them. Take care of yourself, Bink. All right, that's right. Josh Allen, the Buffalo Bills coming to town, rematch of the UFC title game. Game one of those important games. Really, Cleveland, Baltimore. You can throw the Chargers in there if you believe in them. We're going to see the AFC West kind of come back to form. The Broncos not looking so hot. Cushion protocol. For Teddy Bridgewater, Drew Locke in the game now for the Broncos. 
This division is going to start getting back the way it should be. Let's go to Big T and Shawnee. What's up, Big T? Hey, Bink. Thanks for taking my call, man. Yeah, Chiefs victory. Way to go. It won pretty on the defensive side, but we got the victory. And, and congratulations, Big Red. My hat off to you. And, Bink, i got to go watch the game today out in Parkville. My niece and her boyfriend have a house up there invited me out there. And, and he, she, he has a couple friends. And a fellow caller, caller was out there watching the game. with We had a great time. Travis from Blue Springs. We had a hell of a time today. It was fun. Good eats. Good victory. Clean up the defense. Chris Jones, yeah, come on, man. you got to pile on that ball. But, you know, uh, Pat Mahomes, five TDs. Way to go. Way to go, Pat. And, and, and Clyde, you know, 102 yards. Keep it rolling. 200 total yards as a team. I like that. We got to clean it up for the Buffalo game. Hopefully, we can get some of those guys back healthy in the secondary. We 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 we've got to do better back in the back of the secondary. Bink, we just do. But I think we'll, as it goes along, we'll, we'll we'll clean it up. We're coming back home, and as always, let's go Chiefs. Let's take care of Buffalo, but let's enjoy this victory. Way to go, Big Red! Choo 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 choo! Thanks, Big T and Shawnee. Players only with Damon Hughes and Sean Barber. Thursdays at 6 on 610 Sports Radio, KCSP Kansas City, WDAF HD2 Liberty, and Odyssey Station. Back to you all. Let's go to Walker in KC. Walker, your thoughts? Hey, Bink. How's it going? Good. How are you? Good. I'm fired up, man. That was an amazing win today. Way to bounce back from being, honestly, dude, those last two games just, I had, I think, had most Chiefs Kingdom just feeling down just you know discouraged but it was it was felt really good to uh, put it on them you know they had that late garbage time touchdown but other than that a really solid performance um the biggest thing i was discouraged about because i mean at the end of the day i understand our defensive personnel is not where it's going to be and unless we get some sort of trade you know that's not going to change it's just the miscommunication you know they're, they're lined up in the wrong spot philadelphia is running hurry up offense we we, we have no idea what's going on and whenever we start to uh, get later in the year and in the postseason, you start to play more intelligent coaches, that could come back to haunt us. But you know what? Uh, like the previous caller said, let's, let's enjoy this win. Get ready for Buffalo next week. Uh, go kick some tail. Thanks. Thank you. Third downs were good for the Chiefs today. Nine of ten on third down. Matter five touchdowns inside the red zone. They get the other one outside the red zone on Tyree Kill on the 44-yarder. Tyree Kill with three touchdown catches today for the Chiefs. 11 catches for him. Unbelievable day. You can bottle him up, but as Andy Reid said in his post game, we'll get to it a little bit. He's always got the answers. We had the answers today. The Chiefs were number one in third down percentage coming in the day. 55.2 on third down. It's only going to go up 90 or nine out of 10, 90% on third downs today. Chester, what's up, my man? Yes, sir. First is congratulations to one of the few in the NFL. The big red first coach in the NFL history. How about that? To get 100 wins with two franchises. So good. Oh, yes. Uh, you know, it, it's so beautiful, you know, because you like to see people say, oh, the potential is they're already well coached. Well, we just have to well execute on the offensive and defensive side. Look, look how he motivated the 5TD Patrick. The last touchdown pass. Let me just float it over to a side. He just run under it. Well, who motivates the motivator? Well, you need the same thing. If if you got a good one on defense, well, you can double team that person because you don't have another threat on the other side. 
you know, sourcing, you know, if you look at game films, you know, he could have some crisp tackles. But how many can you watch game films on that have crisp, you know, consistent crisp tackles? To every lift, there is gravity. To every pull, there is a drag. But it comes out to aerodynamics. So dynamics have to be what? Offense, defense, special teams. But you got to realize what makes up those dynamics. You're going to see some gravity. You're going to see some drag. But let it balance out because there's teams that want to take your place. God bless you. Thanks, Chester. Appreciate that. Chiefs win today, 40-32. It is nice getting back in the wind calling for the Kansas City Chiefs, 2-2, two and two, even things out. Still got problems. Defensively, this team still has issues. I thought the Eagles played a terrible game. I thought there were certain decisions in that game that dropped passes that the Eagles had. But you know what? That's football. Football's not always fair. Ask the Rams, ask the Broncos, ask the Saints, ask the Tennessee Titans. Loaded with injuries. Bad things do happen. Of course, tonight on Sunday Football, Tom makes his return to New England, if you haven't heard. It's been absolutely everywhere at this point, Crane. But the bottom line is, there wasn't as much sweating in this one. Maybe a little bit. Not as much. Keep in mind, the previous 10 starts in the regular season by Patrick Mahomes. The Chiefs have either won or lost by six points or less. Last 10 games. They finally put it on a team. And finally beat the spread. But the Chiefs finally put it on as they did the Eagles today. And, of course, Andy Reid becoming the first coach in NFL history with 100 wins with two different teams. Matter of fact, after the game, Patrick Mahomes said, I think when you look back upon it, you'll look at him as a Kansas City Chief. No offense to Philly, but I'm glad they let him go. And since they did, well, it's been the playoffs every year that he got here since 2013. He comes on the heels, in my opinion, the worst effort by a Kansas City team, any any team, baseball, you name it. The 2012 Chiefs, Andy Reid's taken him to the playoffs every year except for 2014. But, of course, today was also a big day in fantasy football that's still continuing tonight. No Gronk for the Patriots. We'll check in with our fantasy football guru. You hear him every Sunday, 9 a.m. His name's Dusty Likens, Fantasy Football Sunday, and his podcast as well. What's up, Dustman? Not much, dude. What's going on with you, my man? Just just enjoying the win, man. Eating the W, as Jameis would say. I know we got to get to fantasy. But on a scale of like one to can't stand up for 10 minutes, where are you with this Brady versus Belichick tonight? Uh, you know what? It's a fun barstool debate that I've had several times. I guess there's a little bit of intrigue to it. It'd be different, I guess, if Gronk was playing. But I think Tom Brady uh, wants to have a little fun in New England tonight. Yeah, that'd be nice. He's back home, and they have theories they do better. Anyways, fantasy world tonight. Obviously, you're playing Chris Godwin. You're playing Tom Brady, who is just on fire right now with ten touchdowns. Gronk, like you said, is out. Uh, when it comes to New England, I don't really want any of it. I just think this is Tom's homecoming. I think it's the night for the Bucks. Chris Godwin, Mike Evans, Leonard Fournette, they all eat. Um, I actually don't think this game will be close. But big guys today, if you had them, congratulations. You guys have talked already about it. Patrick Mahomes, big game. Tyreek Hill, 48 fantasy points today. Just had a monster day and could have had an extra touchdown. It, of course, was uh, touched by the hand, not the football. Also big games, a Cordell Patterson. 
I don't know what's going on with Cordell Patterson Binkley, but Atlanta seems to like him, and they don't like Calvin Ridley. I can't explain it. I don't know what to tell you. All I know is Cordell Patterson, put him in all your fantasy lineups. He scored over 30 points. He had three touchdowns today, 111 receiving yards, just went nuts. And right now the reigning MVP, Kyler Murray, had a big game today for Arizona. Another big game out there was, uh, I can't think of his name right now. I just grew on me. Anyways, moving on to the other game. Another guy that had a really big game today was Najee Harris, again, for the Pittsburgh Steelers. He's the only guy for the Pittsburgh Steelers you should be playing because of the fact that Ben Roethlisberger's washed. He can't get the ball to anybody. Juju Smith-Schuster's officially fallen off the planet. Lamar Jackson also had a very good game today, rushing the ball, beat the Denver Broncos, their first loss. We didn't know anything was going to be there for Denver, so it doesn't really matter. Dak Prescott obviously had a great game. D, or uh, I'm sorry. Debo Samuel today for the 49ers, big. He got Trey Lance. First game in fantasy for uh, Trey Lance. If you start him, starting the rest of the way. Jimmy Garoppolo is going to get Wally Pibbs. And Debo Samuel is only going to get more productive with Trey Lance. Jay Brinkley, I'll talk to you in a bit. That's your fantasy update, man. All right, Dustman, good stuff. Cordell Patterson, pride of Hutchison Juco. Evan Kamara was there as well. Hutchison Juco, the home of them. But coming up next, though, the play of the game by Mazarese Jewelry. Plus, we'll check in. I on the Kansas City Chiefs with the man who was on the sidelines roaming. Josh Klingler will check in with them and the play of the game next. You're listening to the Arrowhead Pride Post Game Show. Brought to you by Andy's Frozen Custard. Pumpkin pie and apple pie treats are back at Andy's. Fall for them today. Tune in Mondays at 7.30 for our weekly conversation with Derek Johnson on your official broadcast partner of the Kansas City Chiefs, 610 Sports Radio. It's the play of the game. At the 40, 45, Hardman in midfield, 45, 40, two blocks, 30, 25, jet fuel, 15, 10, 5, get your boarding pass. The jet is taken into the end zone. Corner pattern, near side, Kelsey reaches up and makes the grab. Touchdown, Kansas City. Brought to you by Mazarese Jewelry for four generations, bringing the world's most distinct jewelry to Kansas City. Chiefs bunch it up on the right side. Empty backfield. Now the Chiefs appear to be confused. Maybe decoying him. They're going to run it. Shovel pass inside to Fortson, who juggles it, catches it. Touchdown! Kansas City! Jody Fortson loves the sweet nectar of the end zone so much, he does it for a second consecutive week. And Kelsey acting confused. <laughs> it was a decoy all the way. Fortson juggling, then caught it. And the Chiefs have their biggest lead of the game. How about that? Jody Ford's in the end zone for two straight weeks for the Kansas City Chiefs. That's our Mazarese jewelry. Play of the game for four generations, bringing the world's most distinct jewelry to Kansas City. With the phone lines real quick once more again before we talk to Kling in Philadelphia. What's up, uh, Neil and Lone Jack? What's up, Neil? Hey, Jay. Oh, I'll start with the positive. I mean, congratulations to Andy. It's a beautiful thing that he gets that uh, 100 win with our, with our beloved Chiefs. And Tyson had a great day, and Tyree had a great day, and Clyde had a good day. I wish Clyde had gotten two touchdowns. I don't really fully understand why Andy doesn't want to use him at the goal line. First round pick. I don't really fully understand that. But that's not why I'm struggling. I am struggling to be positive because this defense is killing me, Jay. I don't understand with the additions of Jared Reed, with the additions that they made with Mike Hughes, and, and the other big, all these first round picks. The defense should be better. What is going on? I don't understand what the problem is. I I love Chris Jones. I I think Chris Jones is one of the greatest players we've ever had. But my my confidence 
and my love is waning, and that's really depressing. And I'm not happy. Okay, what is wrong with this defense? Why can't we fix this defense? Buffalo's going to put up 40 against us. Are we going to score more than 40 against Buffalo's defense? I don't know, Jay. What do you think? I don't know. The NFL is a weird game, but no, I mean, 40 points against Buffalo is going to be tough. A tough ass, that's for sure. I just don't know if it's in the cards for the Kansas City Chiefs, but it is the NFL, and weird things do happen, just like the Cardinals hammering the Rams in the fashion they did. The Ravens taking care of the Denver Broncos in the way they did, even though seven injuries going into it, plus a couple more, including Patrick Sertan, for the Broncos going forward. But for the Kansas City Chiefs defense, yes, it's got problems. Chris Jones, yeah, I'd like to see more for Chris Jones because he definitely had a training camp to remember. I mean, even Brett Veach, the best training camp I've seen from him. Even you look with your own eyes, it's the best training camp I've seen from Chris Jones. I mean, he stood out. He did some things in preseason, even when the starters ran on both teams. You know, a sack from the inside, sack from the outside he had there. The two sacks against the best offensive line in football, the Cleveland Browns, in game one. Jaron Reed's got to step up, though, because Jaron Reed was going to give the flexibility to play Chris Jones on the outside. That's a problem in Frank Clark not playing with the $25 million cap hit. That's a problem, too. You take out a pass rusher from Frank Clark, you're asking Jones to do too much. Again, his bread has been buttered from playing on the inside. That's what I prefer. I know they're, they're trying the outside to the inside. Do I think he can play on the outside? I do. But I think he's dominant. On the inside. So we'll see if Mike Dana can keep stepping up, get Frank Clark back. Jaron Reed starts getting you some production from the inside. Who knows? But, yes, Chris Jones, no tackles today for the Kansas City Chiefs. Now it's time to check in in Philadelphia with Josh Klingler. Right now on the Silverstein Eye Center's hotline, Kansas City's most trusted eye doctors. We go out to Josh Klingler and talk to Kling about this Chiefs 42-30 uh, to 30 win today. Eyes on the Chiefs right now with the sideline reporter for the Kansas City Chiefs. You can hear the game's over. On our sister station, 106.5, The Wolf, Mitch Holtus, Dayton Hughes, and Josh Klingler. You can also hear him at 5.58 in the morning, uh, Coast of Fesco in the morning. Kling, 42-30. to 30. Didn't have to sweat this one. Well, a little bit, right? Yeah. Um, but the, defensively, I think there's a lot of sweating going on still. Um, I thought it was really good complimentary football, though, today by the offense because it's a, it's a situation where this defense that's Got to figure some stuff out, and I thought they did a great job today of being complimentary, ran the football, um, had good balance, uh, took some time off the clock as well, moving the football. And, you know, the defense did get some, you know, a couple of timely stops like later in the game, but, boy, it looks like that it is really, really simple to score on this defense right now, and I thought the offense did their part in helping out today in that regard. Yeah, no question. They moved the football around. And, you know, it's been a couple good games for the Chiefs to run the football because, you know, the Chargers came in as a 30th worst run defense. They're sitting now at 32. And then, of course, the Eagles were were 26th in the NFL in stopping the run. But that's what teams do. You exploit another team's weakness. And it really seemed like the running game and the short passes out of the backfield were kind of the Chiefs' MO in this game. Yeah, I thought Clyde Edwards-Hilaire may have had his best game. I mean, uh, it – I looked at one point and he had 60 yards and it felt like he had 160. I thought he was running great today. Uh, finding holes, staying patient, um, you know, really running behind that offensive line, picking his spots to go. I thought he had a really nice day in the ground game. And so that'll pay some dividends going forward. I thought the offensive line went through a few bumps in a few stages of the game and then regrouped and, and really became kind of the backbone of leading uh, this offense down the field. And then you're able to break a play, you know, late for Tyreek Hill after 
you know, a lot of the stuff wasn't going fully down the field, but they were able to, to get him broken free late for a long touchdown. Yeah, what do you think about Tyree Kill? You know, three touchdowns today. I love Andy Reid's uh, response in the postgame, talking about you might always have questions about him. Teams bottle him up, but he's always got the answers, and he definitely had the answers today. Yeah, I think, you know, they tried to exploit him in some mismatches as well. A couple times they caught him with a linebacker on him, and, you know, I'll take that matchup all day long. And then able to get him free and have him run under one, like, you know, the center fielder that Andy Reid has called him was a a pretty big play. But, yeah, he was was dominant and tough to stop today. I thought they did a nice job of getting him in those perfect kind of mismatch situations with either the secondary one-on-one or, again, a couple of occasions where four linebackers ended up guarding uh, Tyreek Hill, that's just uh, that's not going to work. Well, Kling, we once again saw a no-punt game, uh, both for the Chiefs and the Eagles. The defense did hold the three field goals inside the red zone, which was you know a step in the right direction. The team wasn't getting touchdowns, but Jalen Hurts, you know, 400 yards passing. They moved the football. So, yes, the defense forced a few field goals here and there. But, man, do they have a lot of work to do. Yeah, a lot, a lot of work to do. I mean, there wasn't a lot going up front in the pass rush. Mike Dan able to get to hit the quarterback a couple of times. Chris Jones had another uh, tough day of getting bottled up. They can't seem to create a lot of uh, situations in which they can, you know, rush the quarterback effectively. I thought may, at times they may have over-relied on the blitz as well today because Jalen Hurts was kind of carving up the blitz. And so, but you got to try to find a way to generate some pressure somehow, some way. But yeah, I don't know what the answers are defensively, but uh, they're they're a long way off defensively right now for sure. Well, we started to see them dial up the uh, nickel blitz a little bit once again for the Kansas City Chiefs. You're not getting there from your front. You better come with a nickel cornerback like the Chiefs were able to do today when Legereus Sneed was able to get that sack for the Kansas and City Chiefs. And that's that's even getting tough to do because you're, you're getting kind of thin in the secondary right now. And so uh, just kind of you know dealing with the Traverius Ward injury, Rashad Fenton didn't play today. Uh, DeAndre Baker got banged up in this game as well. So you're a little short, short trying to send guys towards the uh, the quarterback. So um, they've you know they've got some they've got some work to do. I, I just think that you know anything out of the backfield is going to go for a, a relatively big gain. This team does not look like it tackles very well. And then if if you get them you know in some space. Uh, teams right now are exploiting, I think, a lack of speed on the Chiefs' defense. So I don't know what the solutions are in the short term, but uh, it does not look like uh, any. You know, I, I don't know. I know Andy Reid was trying to take some some positives out of this and you know getting a few red zone stops, but boy, it looks like teams are going to score uh, way way too easily right now. And it's up to the offense now to be, like I said, complimentary. Run the football. Take longer drives. Don't be always going for the home run. They got to help out their defense. They did that today. Well, the good news is the Chiefs leave Philadelphia the win. The bad news are the the Buffalo Bills are extremely hot. Uh, another shutout. Two of the last three weeks shutouts, uh, including thirty-five to nothing over Dolphins. They win today, forty to nothing over the Texans. I know those aren't great teams, but they, they needed this win to set up a marquee game on Sunday night next week. Yeah, I mean, it, it it could be a little bit ugly, and I don't mean ugly like the Chiefs are in some trouble, but I think everybody's going to be riding the Bills this week, and rightfully so, and so. You know, I'd love to see the Chiefs find a way to kind of grind through, maybe not playing their best right now, find a way to grind through and, and pick off a, a Bills team that you've been pretty dominant against. So I wouldn't be surprised if somehow, some way, the, the Chiefs are able to ugly this game up next Sunday night and uh, and come away with the win and make it two in a row and keep all the uh, the naysayers in the AFC at bay for the moment. Looking forward to that. I know you got a plane to catch here, Kling, but uh, how are you treated in Philadelphia? 
Headphones up really loud. I think that helped. I didn't. I didn't really hear any of the uh, <laughs> the people uh, people yelling. I mean, there were quite a few uh, red jerseys, especially late in the game when everybody in red moved down closer. But uh, you know, I thought they were pretty. Uh, you know, they were booing from the get go. Uh, they were they were uh, yelling uh, expletives at the referees. They they were in some nice form today. I think in the uh, in in the stands, and uh, you know, they they uh, they hung out until. Probably uh, mid fourth quarter, Chiefs kind of put a put away touchdown and got a stop. I think after Jalen Hurts had that fumble uh, as well, I think that kind of uh, turned everybody away. So uh, they stayed for the most part, made noise, booed, did all the things you did, but nothing was hurled my way. But I think I, again, headphones up <laughs> to a high volume probably helped. You know what? That might be the second biggest Chiefs fan base in the National Football League because you see the you know the bar Charlies down there, big Charlies, and everybody there, and all the fans, all the people still like Andy Reid. I don't know, Kling. You're, you're going to find out because you're going to all these cities as we speak. But uh, Philadelphia definitely looks chief strong. Yeah, certainly so. And I guess uh, Stag's wife was bartending at Charlie's. <laughs> How about that? Is that what I understood? Yeah. So, <laughs> that's pretty cool that she was, like, uh, uh, working for, for tips for charity today. So, that's awesome. Um, you know, that's a, the, the feel good. But yeah, there's a, there's a nice chief contingent. And, obviously, there was a lot of people that turned out today for uh, for Andy Reid and uh, – to see the former coach, he had, a, he had a pretty nice ovation, especially at the end of the game. And significant for him to get his 100th win. Uh, now he's got 140 with the Eagles, but his 100th win with the Kansas City Chiefs, including postseason. Big day for Andy Reid. Not surprised he downplayed it either. I think, uh, you know, it wasn't that big a deal to him. I know they presented him with a uh, with a football after the game, kind of a game ball with the, the inscription on it and everything. I, I guess they'd made those the last couple of weeks and had to – kind of destroy them since they didn't uh, come to fruition. So uh, it was good to get it done today. Just happened to be that it, it got done as well in Philadelphia. He kind of downplayed it after the game. I know the, the players just said they wanted to get a win, but they all knew in the back of their mind they could get him a, a pretty nice 100th win today. Oh, and one last thing for you, Kling. It was something you put on Twitter. Tom and Jerry. Um, yeah. uh, please explain this. Well, um, uh, uh, Clyde Edwards-Alaire accidentally uh, revealed to us the name of the uh, – I guess the underhand foot play oh. um, that uh, that went for his touchdown, and I guess it was a little, you know, little uh, foolery, Tom and Jerry, that, that you know, Tom was Kelsey, and so I think everybody thought Kelsey was going to get the ball, and instead uh, said Jerry the mouse got the, the ball. That would be C E H, and he, yeah, uh, you could tell as soon as he said, it, he's like, oh no, I gave away the name of the play, but <laughs> that was apparently the name of the play that went for his touchdown pass. Well, we have fun with that, like Ferrari Wright and everything else. Uh, people love the name of plays. Like, they can easily yep. change it. We're not going to know it anyway, what they're calling in the huddle, so it, it really doesn't matter what it is. Kling, have a safe flight back to Kansas City. Looking forward to hearing you tomorrow at 558 in the morning with Fesco in the morning. Josh Klingner, the sideline reporter for the Kansas City Chiefs and the Chiefs Radio Network uh, over on our sister station, 106.5 The Wolf. Thanks, Kling. You bet, Bank. There we go. Thanks, Kling, on that. Joining us and Andy Reid, the 43-20 win over the Chiefs, or excuse me, over the Eagles. Uh, he, 100 total win with the Chiefs, 93 regular season, 7 postseason, 140 victories uh, when he was head coach of the Eagles from 99 to 2012. But this win gives him 240 overall victories. He's currently fifth all-time. He passed Curly Lambeau. A time ago, he had 229 wins. Tom Landry, Next on the list for Andy Reid, 30 wins ahead, regular season and postseason of Andy Reid for fourth of all time. Bill Belichick, third all time at 312. George Hallis, 324. Don Shula with 347. Uh, we also saw Travis Kelsey get yet another catch. 114 consecutive games 
with the catch. It started back in 2014, September 7th, to be exact, and he's caught a pass every game since. The record for the Kansas City Chiefs is Tony Gonzalez, 131 straight games uh, with a reception as Travis Kelsey keeps joining that. Tyree Kill, by the way, has 17 games now with 100 uh, receiving yards or more. That is good uh, for fifth all-time with the Kansas City Chiefs. Carlos Carson ahead of him with 18. Otis Taylor, 20. Tony Gonzalez, 26. Travis Kelsey, 27 games as he's the leader in the clubhouse for most games over 100 yards in his great career. But time to check in the locker room, and we'll hear from Mike Dana. Two sacks today for Mike Dana, two and a half last season, a former fifth-round pick that uh, played at Central Michigan, transferred to Michigan, didn't even go to the combine. But the Chiefs threw a dart on him anyway in the draft, and it's turned out pretty good for the Kansas City Chiefs with uh, Mike Dan, if he can continue to get the production. Again, the defensive line, you would hope they would do well today. It's just like Baltimore, banged-up offensive line. Four out of five starters that started game one for Philly weren't starting today, including both tackles for the Eagles. Let's go back inside the locker room now. And hear from that, Mike Dana, previously mentioned, Santa Fe Auto Sound, stay at Kansas City's home for car audio since 1967. Here's Mike Dana, post-game of the Eagles. I feel like you're getting, you know, used at the end spot. You need more, more sacks, more, more pressure on the quarterback. How are you just, like, got better and better than you progressing? You know, um, it's really the start of the practice week, man. You know, uh, a lot of things that happen on game day, you know, happens throughout the week during practice and it starts in practice. So uh, it really comes from the preparation and then going out on game day and executing. That red zone defense, you know, obviously the Eagles had a couple things on their end. I was hoping you guys still took advantage of it. How much did you feel like they improved mm-hmm. from the past couple of weeks to today? No, in the red zone, we let about um, two field goals, I think. Um, then uh, give up a touchdown and every single time they went down there. But... Um, We've been working at it, man. It's been a point of emphasis, you know, uh, to us, and uh, it really just go from, you know, how we how, how we start in practice, and uh, we came out here and executed, you know, when it came down to red zone. Mike, you've been taking, you guys have been taking as a defense as a whole. You guys have been taking these different, uh, just uh, the way that you guys have been playing as taking it personally. How do you build off that? Is this one of those games that you can use as a... Oh, yeah. You know, you just keep on stacking them. You know, uh, defense, we're a family unit. We're, we're a unit. Um, we stick together. Uh, this was a big win for us. And, you know, we got to keep on stacking the days and, you know, get the ball rolling. Spags and some of the guys talked about after the Chargers game that there was some communication issues, right, with the substitutions and tempo and stuff. Where where'd you guys think you were today on that? Specifically? Um, you know, uh, we got better, you know, but there's always room for improvement. You know, uh, there's always room for improvement. So uh, we're going to keep on, you know, uh, hitting the nail on the head and, you know, getting our communication down and, uh, until we got it down perfect, you know, and keep working at it and improving at it. Great week you started now for uh, Frank Clark. How much has he been in your ear trying to offer some motivation mm-hmm. or inspiration to start for this? Yeah, Frank, great guy, man. He's a mentor. You know, he's a big brother to me. You know, um, as soon as I got there, he took me in and, you know, always giving me game, you know, um, you know, increasing my value as a football player, you know, uh, you know, learning from pass rushing, you know, from rundowns to dropping back, you know. He, he was there for me a lot, you know. Uh, I know each game you focus on just the one game, right? But with Buffalo coming up, is that one that you, maybe some of the guys have had in the back of your mind as sort of a mile marker? 
Um, you know, uh, we're looking forward to it. You know, it's Sunday night, so, uh, you know, uh, you never take for granted Sunday night football. So we're looking forward to the matchup, and uh, uh, we're going to get ready for them. Mike, are teams doing things that are giving the defense struggle, uh, making you all struggle? I know you're blasting at least statistically mm -hmm. what you're all doing. What are these teams doing to you that's making it so hard for mm -hmm. you? Know, well, you know, um, teams game plan throughout the week, man. You know, uh, all we can do is just come out here and do what we're coached to do, you know, um, execute the things we, we practice throughout the week. So, you know, uh, uh, teams game plan us, and all we all we can do is, you know, um, just contain them and, you know, uh, bond, just continue to keep going, you know, no matter what, whether they game plan us or not, you know. That can't stop us. We shouldn't let that stop us. There's Mike Dana from the locker room post-Philly game again. Great story. You know, it's his second year in the NFL. Fifth-round pick, didn't go to the combine. Can he keep producing? And getting Frank Clark back. He calls him his mentor. This is big for the Chiefs. Get Willie Gay back. Start doing We know that Josh Gordon's going to help with the offense, but this defense does need help at this time. Coming up next, though, we'll talk to Pete Sweeney, the editor-in-chief, arrowheadpride.com. I'll enter, uh, let you know some uh, injuries post-game of the Kansas City Chiefs. Plus, Touchdown calls by the great Mitch Holtis next. You're listening to the Arrowhead Pride postgame show brought to you by Andy's Frozen Custard. Pumpkin pie and apple pie treats are back at Andy's. Fall for them today. Tune in Mondays at 2.15 for our weekly conversation with Patrick Mahomes on your official broadcast partner of the Kansas City Chiefs, 610 Sports Radio. Sonic's Grilled Cheeseburger is bringing the cheese. Just like a perfect pass from a quarterback to a wide-open receiver, it's hard to find a better combination than grilled cheese and a burger. Starting with Sonic's famous grilled cheese sandwich on buttery Texas toast, the Sonic Grilled Cheeseburger is layered with a perfectly seasoned 100% pure beef patty, mustard, ketchup, and diced onions. The Sonic Grilled Cheeseburger brings two of your classic favorites to life in one delicious bite. At only $2.49, the Sonic Grilled Cheeseburger is available for a limited time. Try one today at your favorite Sonic drive-in. I'm Josh Heron. I'm proud to call Brian Scudamore my partner. 1-800-GOT-JUNK now has two baby brothers, Shackshine and Wow One Day Painting. Shackshine washes your windows, cleans your gutters, and power washes your driveway decks and sidewalks. And Shackshine designs and installs custom Christmas lights. Wow One Day Painting can paint your whole house in a day. To own your own business, go to 1-800-GOT-JUNK.com and click Start a Franchise at the top of the page. Start a franchise at 1-800-GOT-JUNK.com. My fiancé surprised me with an engagement ring from Shane Company. A simple solitaire ring with a beautiful oval diamond. I love it. I had a vision of what I wanted to do with the wedding bands to create my own look and add even more sparkle. Shane Company has so many options, so it was easy to bring it to life. I got two bands. I selected a diamond contour band to go on one side of my engagement ring and a delicate vintage band to go on the other. It's a unique ring stack, and it fits my style. It's totally me. My fiancé got his wedding band at Shane Company, too. I had no idea what he'd gravitate to because he never wears jewelry. He tried on lots of rings. Turns out, he really liked a black tantalum band. It's masculine and unique, and it suits his personality. The wedding is really soon, and I can't wait to wear my gorgeous new rings every day. Now you have a friend in the jewelry business. Shane Company and Shaneco.com. Did you know that United Healthcare helps connect you to doctors and therapists with 24-7 access to virtual care? So I could have therapy from my couch? Yep. 
Or a doctor appointment for my car? If you wanted to. Wait, you're right. I don't even like when people see me sing in the car. Couch appointment it is. Virtual visits are just one of the ways United Healthcare helps connect you to better health. Learn more at UHC.com. Plan benefits may vary. Health emergencies happen, even on game day. But you can count on St. Luke's Community Hospitals. Our emergency rooms have an average wait time of just 10 minutes. We are fully equipped to treat life-threatening conditions, including strokes and heart attacks. No need to sit in an ER waiting room for hours when you can be seen in minutes at St. Luke's Community Hospitals. Find a location near you by visiting stlukeskc.org slash fastercare. Welcome back to the Arrowhead Pride Post Game Show. Brought to you by Andy's Frozen Custard. Pumpkin pie and apple pie treats are back at Andy's. Fall for them today. Here's Jay Binkley. And welcome back. Chiefs get the victory in Philadelphia today, evening, evening up the record at 2-2. Two and two. As far as the injuries are concerned, our friends over at arrowheadpride.com have a nice write-up about those injuries, including uh, Ben Neiman, concussion protocol, where he joins Rashad Fenton, who has the, uh, who's in the concussion protocol as well. Joshua Kendo hurt his left ankle. Of course, the Chiefs did not have Frank Clark today. Charverius Ward for the second straight game. Willie Gay Jr. not active at this point. Maybe at some point. Maybe we'll ask Pete Sweeney when he's going to be active because Pete Sweeney, the editor-in-chief, arrowheadpride.com, and also our Chiefs insider, Right over here at 610 Sports Radio. And Pete and I on Wednesday, 6 o'clock. It's finally here. Arrowhead Pride Radio starts this Wednesday at 6. We go out to the uh, Silverstein Ice Center's hotline right now and talk to Pete Sweeney. What's up, Pete? Hey, Jay. How's it going? Well, you know, a relatively clean game injury-wise for the Kansas City Chiefs. Not a clean game defensively. No. Uh, it's one of these days are fairly new in this phase of the Chiefs franchise because I think, you know, you, you go back to the early 2010s or whatever, you, know, you, you take a win any way you get, and that's just a good day if the Chiefs win, but it's not about that anymore. It's, it's about do you have a championship-caliber team? We've entered that part of the, the build here where it's Super Bowl or bust, and it does not seem like it's a championship-caliber defense at the moment. Fortunately, there are, are 13 weeks to go, and, uh, and for Chiefs fans today, they held uh, the team to uh, 30 points, and, and your offense put up 42, so you're able to get the win. And they finally win a comfortable game in the regular season. Again, Mahomes had gone 10 straight games starting, and the games have been six points or less, win or lose, for the Kansas City Chiefs. We'll talk about the offense in just a second. Clearly, that's what they're going to have to win by. Did you see any progress on defense today? I know it's tough to say whenever you do not force a punt, but they did force some field goals, which I guess was a good sign. It's positive. I mean, it just has looked so bad that you'll take anything, right? So six red zone opportunities that ended up in touchdowns. I, I didn't think that Nick Sirianni came in and, and made good decisions. Um, I was pretty, very um, critical of of the way he went about it today in my rapid reaction, I, I just don't think he did what you need to do to beat the Chiefs. Agreed. And there was a, a fourth and um, a third and goal, or I should say a fourth and goal from the three-yard line. Uh, they chose to, to kick the field goal after they had already had the offense out and the timeout with the play clock and, and everything. 
And then later in the game, I believe they were at the seven yard line. And I know that's that's kind of crazy to you know you have a field goal opportunity and you're seven yards out. Uh, you got to go and you got to get seven. Uh, and and you know you just take through those two plays. Not to say that the Eagles necessarily um, make the touchdown on on these plays, but how many points were they away from from getting an opportunity to maybe have a chance there? Maybe like seven or so, which would have been. Um, the four and the four, and you know, and all of a sudden it's a much closer game where uh, you know it just got to a point where in the end where the Eagles just didn't have enough points and it's because they weren't uh, aggressive enough. Um, and you saw Baltimore do that, you saw LA do that, and then they were positions at the end to win it, and the Eagles uh, couldn't sniff a win today toward the end because they just didn't have enough points. And the bottom line is you have to go for it on fourth down until they stop it. I don't know if you watched the Alabama Old Miss game the other night, Pete. Or last night, but I think, or yesterday afternoon, excuse me, but I think it does parlay into the Chiefs. Lane Kiffin is 0 for 3 on his first four downs that he went for, and Alabama buried him. That's what happens. He ended up going 2 of 5 on fourth down. So eventually, make him stop you, though. But to beat Alabama, to beat the Chiefs, these are the things you need to do. They didn't do it. Right. Before we move to the offense, Pete, just your overall thoughts kind of on Chris Jones. Did not register a tackle today. Jaron Reed did not either. We were expecting bigger things, obviously, from Jaron Reed. And is Chris Jones at home bouncing around from the inside to the outside, or in your opinion, does he need to stay in one place or the other? Yeah, I don't know. It's, it's, it's certainly worth talking about, I think, at this point, because, you know, you're talking about one of the better defensive uh, tackles along the interior in the league, and, and now he's outside and he's not really doing much. It's just it's kind of a numbers game, though, too. I, you know, I challenge people when they're, they're like, well, Chris Jones could be – um, a defensive tackle, and he should go back to that being the primary position. And I don't necessarily disagree, but I do ask the question, well, then who do you really have along the edge? Do you feel like Alex Okafor is in a place where he could uh, be taking real snaps there? Mike Dana does look the part, but that's only one defensive end you need two. Is Frank Clark in a position where he can not only um, be healthy and get on the field, um, but also make, make, a, make contributions in that production at that position. It's a little bit of a numbers game where, you, in a sense, you almost need Chris Jones to play the edge position, but if, if that's going to be the case, and Jared Reed needs to play better. I am curious to see if, at a certain point, Spagnolo says, enough is enough. we got to put Chris Jones back to where he's one of the best players in the NFL. One thing we did see, Pete, which I think we're going to see more of, they did dial up the nickel blitz. And, of course, that makes your secondary a little bit susceptible, especially when you're dealing with injuries. Legereus Sneed Gets that second. In my opinion, this is what they have to do. It's like they had those five straight nickel sacks to end last year that bled into the postseason. They've got to find a way to manufacture pass rush. And you saw Sneed get back there today. Yeah, I, I you know, it, it is a little bit dicey at a certain point because that's how you give up tremendous gains if, if you get caught. And then there are a couple times where they were bringing the blitz and the Eagles caught on and you saw the screen game happening and, and they were gashing the Chiefs a little bit in the screen game. So, you got to be careful with that. What the Chiefs have is the ultimate offense, and, and in a way, it's the ultimate eraser and the ultimate fixer. Um, whereas, you know, you have all these defensive problems, and they're kind of masked by the fact that the Chiefs are just going to put up the 42 points to win the game. Um, but back to the defense, yeah, no, I, I, I tend to think the Chiefs are missing Traverius Ward. You know, we don't call Traverius Ward's name a lot, and I, I think maybe sometimes it's overlooked how important he is to this club, especially as you get to the depth of that cornerback room, and then Willie Gay. Um, is, is certainly missed right now. I, I wonder if he will be back in the mix as of this week. We did see him on the practice field on Wednesday and Thursday, not with a helmet, but he was on the practice field. So 
Perhaps he gets in the mix, and maybe you move Chris Jones back, maybe Frank Clark comes back, and Traverius Ward, and then all of a sudden you're starting to feel better about it. But uh, without a doubt, the Chiefs could use some reinforcements. At this point. Who is more likely against the Bills, Josh Gordon to be elevated to the active, or uh, Willie Gay? It's a good question. I'd probably lean Gordon uh, based upon those reports this morning. I have heard similar things about the way he looks. I've been at practice you know, during the media portion, which mm-hmm. is only – Got 20 or so minutes, um, you know, on Wednesday and Thursday, and and he's just towering. Um, uh, uh, just a physical player that the Chiefs just they don't have uh, on their and their in their receiver room right now. They don't have someone like Josh Gordon, who um, I think the way he looks um, could potentially dominate a game. Now let's see him. I mean, we're you know you don't want to get too crazy here. You got to see him in an actual game. But uh, he's been in the building, and a lot of people don't realize too is. Um, I mean, the Chiefs have a, a vast playbook, and um, and you know they 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 have a lot of different ways they can go in the playbook. But for each and every week, they're developing you know a, a bunch of plays that they can use against a given team. So um, even though Gordon has a ways to go, probably for getting the entire offensive scheme down, I think you can build some stuff in for him to contribute against the Buffalo Bills, maybe in like the ten to twenty play range, just the things that he might feel comfortable in, and, and then you go here. But, yeah, uh, Chiefs are eager to, to bring him up. And and I think Willie Gay has a chance this week, too, but I would probably lean Gordon for, for being more likely. You know what, P, you think about him and his size, you know, that perfect X receiver. He's 6'3", 230 pounds. Like, that's something the Chiefs don't have. They don't have it. And I know yeah. they wanted bigger receivers, like one that like Juju Smith-Schuster's probably really regretting his decision not going to Baltimore or Kansas City, for that matter, two teams that offered him more than the Pittsburgh Steelers did. But having Josh Gordon, because this is like, as good as the offense is, it's the one piece they don't have. If Josh Gordon is that, which which player do you think becomes more obsolete? Is it Demarcus Robinson in lieu of Josh Gordon snaps? I believe so. I believe so. I, I think because D-Rob and Uncle Dave Tobe has made it very clear that D-Rob is not a... a returner by any means. They really like Byron Pringle at kick return, and he does get the occasional opportunity with a target here or there. Um, and, you, you know, Nicole Hardman plays more of a um, like a manufactured type of... I like the way they're actually using it now. Um, they don't use him enough for, for to be merited a, a second-round pick, but I think it is what it is. I mean, you know, that's always going to be a part of his story, but, uh, you know, in that gadget type of way, you saw him coming out of the backfield. Similar to what they did back in the day with Tyree Kill when Tyree Kill was up and coming and they were manufacturing those touches. But, yeah, it would be Demarcus Robinson's role. He gets the, the, bulk, of the bulk of the receiver snaps that were sort of lost when Sammy Watkins did decide to sign with the Baltimore Ravens. And so um, I, I don't think it, he, Josh Gordon would even have to play all that spectacular for him to be an upgrade over D-Rob, and that would be the position that he'd fill. So, um, I continue to say it, and I, I think this is how I feel about Josh Gordon. It's just low-risk, high-reward, and, and the reward uh, may be tremendous. So I'm, I'm very, very eager to see how this plays out, and, and that should start next week. Offensively, the Chiefs were great again. Keep in mind, even though with the loss last week against the Chargers, they still had 437 yards of offense, still had 33 first downs, two things that haven't been matched in the NFL so far this season, but the turnovers Hurt him. One turnover today, but five touchdowns from Mahomes, six incompletions. I mean, it shows you how good Patrick was. But the running game, 200 yards this week, 186 last week. But I will say this. The Chargers' run defense was 30th in the NFL at that point. Now they're dead last. 
And this week, the, the Eagles were 26th in the NFL in stopping the run. Do you see the Chiefs kind of forcing longer drives with the running game, or are you kind of looking at the defenses they're playing? Yeah, Jay, I mean, I, I think you've seen it. Like, there, there's a, um, a style right now where, you know, a lot of these teams are keeping the two safeties back and just making sure that the Chiefs can't beat them deep. You're seeing that at the beginning of games. Eagles are doing it today at the beginning of the game. And, you know, that's fine. But at a certain point, like you really, really got to be able to run the football if you want to get that passing game going again. And I, I think we are starting to see that with Clyde edwards Lair. I also think, and, and you could probably speak to this too, because I know your eyes are always up in the trenches, but the holes that are, are being formed yeah. with Clyde edwards Lair, it just seems a little bit unfair right now. Um, and, and if that keeps up, then yeah, I think you should run the football. But teams, the teams are doing it guys. They're playing the Chiefs a little bit deeper, and they're making them have more plays on um, – their drives, and that gives them more opportunities to maybe potentially force a turnover. I, I think teams are finally, finally starting to realize, like, this is crazy to say, but more times than not, the Chiefs are going to score a touchdown against us. Why not Why not make it a little bit longer, elongate the drives, and then maybe you can force a fumble. Maybe you can get Patrick Mahomes to make a mistake, which is has really been uncharacteristic for him throughout his career, but he's had some bad picks lately. I understand the five touchdowns, so you take that every, every time. But, yeah, I, I think what, what teams want to do is is make the Chiefs be a little bit more methodical, and that offers you more time for a potential turnover and those swing points that are so hard to come by against Kansas City. How big are you considering this game against the Bills, who have two shutouts in the last three games? Chiefs have beaten this team five of the last six times. They've been beating the Chiefs since 2017. That's including the postseason as they were 0-2 against the Chiefs last year. We looked at the schedule, Pete, the first five games. It was going to be a good barometer of where this Chiefs team is. How big is that Bills game Sunday night? I think it's huge, and uh, this is a team that has one of those offenses that can stick with the Chiefs, and there aren't many in the NFL, and the way that they are playing right now, they can. And so when you have close to an equal offense that can really put up points, the difference can be defense. And, And the fact of the matter is if the defense does not improve, uh, to a point to force some stops against the Buffalo Bills, the Chiefs are going to end up losing that game. I mean, the defense is not good enough right now to beat the Buffalo Bills with the way their offense is playing. So uh, it's a huge game. I think it, it it will tell you exactly where the Chiefs are when it comes to are they the best team in the AFC. They find a way for their defense to improve and, and get this game. I think it's it's still the AFC runs through Kansas City. Um, Got to win the AFC championship for it to be like an official changing of the guard. But this will be really interesting if Buffalo can pull this off. Because um, then they have the Chiefs in the rearview mirror. If they continue to take care of business at that point, um, you know the Chiefs would have to have a better record by that uh, that than them at some point um, later in the year to even even you know get that by and so on and so forth. So I think it's a, it's, a, it's a huge game. I think it's a huge game and it'll really tell us the, about what this Chiefs team is. All right, Pete. Thanks a lot. Uh, I got to bring this up. You're probably gonna like it, but uh, your survivor pick of Tennessee losing to the Jets. I'm not happy about it. I, I knew that they had the receivers out. That wasn't lost uh, on me. I just figured uh, I've just seen Tannehill and, and Derrick Henry, mm. and uh, I just thought that they would get it done. They uh, they really disappointed me today. It just shows the NFL, man. You're good one minute, you're bad the next. Clearly the uh, Broncos found that out today. The Rams found that out today. The NFL will steal your lunch money the minute you feel good about yourself. You know, uh, and, and shout out to my guy, Cram Dog. Uh, the Raiders are going to find that out the hard way tomorrow. That's my, uh, that's my prediction. 
I, no way, no way. I, I agree, Pete. Hey, we'll see you Wednesday night for O'Head Pride Radio starting at 6 for the rest of the season. 6 to 7, that's going to be fun. All right, see you later. Oh, man. He's been so professional lately. I think he was thrown off by the fact that I said that the Jets beat the uh, Titans. He just wanted to get one up on you. I think he is, but he's been refraining from that to some point. But that's right, the Raiders tomorrow and the Chargers nice AFC West showdown. It's time for Touchdown Kansas City. They zone block it to the right. Cut back left front. It goes to Edwards Alaire. 15, 10, 5, touchdown! Kansas City! CEH with TD1! A highlight filled summary of the game with the voice of Chiefs Kingdom, Mitch Holtis. Touchdown! Kansas City! Man, I like hearing Touchdown Kansas City by Mitch Holtis. Touchdown Kansas City. Brought to you by Tullamore Dew when it's game time. It's Tully time. Well, the Chiefs uh, found themselves uh, down three to nothing when the good news stopping the Philadelphia Eagles for just an Elliott field goal as the Eagles went up three to nothing. But that would be short lived. First down, goal to go inside the one. Clyde Edwards Hilaire, side card position. Creed Humphrey ready to shotgun snap it to Patrick Mahomes. Three nothing Eagles. They fake it to Clyde. They slide it inside on a shovel pass. Touchdown, Kansas City. Clyde Edwards-Hilaire. They fake to Clyde, and then that bowling for dollars uh, underhand scoop throw by Patrick (laughs) Mahomes, like a fast-pitch softball pitcher, works for the touchdown on a shovel pass. Yeah, the shovel pass worked as uh, Clyde Edwards-Hilaire lets slip out Tom and Jerry play. Thomas Kelsey, Clyde's the mouse. Tom and Jerry. You know we like names of plays in this town, like Ferrari Wright. You never know. But the Chiefs, at that point, went up 7-3 in the first quarter. Eight plays, 77 yards, 336 off the clock in that one. So it's 7-3 Kansas City Chiefs. Then it was the Philadelphia Eagles coming right back. And Kansas City yet to throw the challenge flag. And the Eagles are going to snap it. They throw it for the near side end zone. It is caught. Touchdown. Mike Hughes burned. On an out throw to the tight end, Dallas Goddard. They had first down and goal to go at the 18 and score in two plays. And they would put Philly up 10-7 to to round out the first quarter. Big drive for the Eagles. 12 plays, 84 yards, 6.05 off the clock. As you heard Mitch talk about, the challenge, Ben Neiman forced a fumble. The Chiefs didn't have time to challenge said play. Had they done it, they would have had the ball right back in Philadelphia no touchdown there so it's 10 to 7 now we go to the second quarter and guess who one of his uh, was well, first of his three touchdowns on the day first and 20 for the Chiefs at the 42 of the Eagles 10 to 7 now fade pattern right side Tyree Kill over the shoulder catch burn Steven Nelson the former Chief all the way down to the Eagle 10 yard line he tracks it like a hunting dog and he catches the bird for 32 yards and the Chiefs with a chance to cash in on this drive. And the Chiefs would not look back at this point. They go up 14 to 10 on that six-yard touchdown pass from Mahomes to Tyreek Hill on Nelson. Nelson Island, 12 plays, 83 yards, 732 off the clock for the Kansas City Chiefs. That put them up 14 to 10. Then guess what? The defense stepped up, but it would be... The Philadelphia Eagles getting a field goal to make the score at that point 14 to 13 to get the Chiefs 
still have the lead in the game, but Jake Elliott, 25-yard field goal, 13 plays, 68 yards, 550 off the clock for the Philadelphia Eagles. But we would see for the second straight week, Jody. Chiefs bunch it up on the right side, empty backfield. Now the Chiefs appear to be confused, maybe decoying him. They're going to run it, shovel pass inside to Fortson, who juggles it, catches it, touchdown! Kansas City, Jody Fortson loves the sweet nectar of the end zone so much, he does it for a second consecutive week. And Kelsey acting confused, (laughs) it was a decoy all the way. Fortson juggling, then caught it, and the Chiefs have their biggest lead of the game. Eight plays, 75 yards, 239 off the clock. That put the Chiefs up 21 to 13. The shovel pass working to uh, perfection. You see a lot of college teams earning us now. Like Lincoln Riley, who loves NFL offenses. The Sooners did the same thing against Kansas State yesterday. But really, the play that uh, ended the half that had a lot of people talking. Chris Jones, could he have scooped the ball up and scored? Well, he didn't quite scoop it up. And the Eagles with the clock moving at 18, 17, 16 with one timeout remaining have third and nine at the Chiefs 39. Chiefs are blitzing, Hurts is hit and fumbles the ball. It's loose, it's loose. Chris Jones trying to pick it up and can't. And then who's on the ball? Is an Eagle eventually on it? Chris Jones was trying to pick up the football and get a scoop and score. At the least, the Chiefs could have tried a field goal, but instead it's going to end the half. Hertz was hit with the pressure, and the ball forced out, and the Chiefs will take a 21-13 lead into halftime. Could have been 24-13 at that point, so the halftime score, 21-13. Kansas City Chiefs, the Eagles, would have get on the board first in the second half. The Eagles will try a 31-yard field goal at 7-11 to go in the third quarter, and Elliott's kick is good, and the Eagles are within five. So the Eagles climb within five, 21 to 16, 10 plays, getting these long drives by Philadelphia today. Nobody punted this game, not the Chiefs or the Eagles, for the fourth time in NFL history. 10 plays, 36 yards, 502 off the clock. Well, the Chiefs finally got the ball back, and they decided to put a touchdown on the board. Again, they're plus 31 are the Chiefs' third quarter differential. They're very good in the third quarter. They lead the NFL as far as that differential, but the Chiefs would get in the end zone one time in the third quarter. First down and goal to go at the one-yard line. Darrell Williams gets it on a handoff behind right guard. Touchdown, Kansas City. And the Chiefs get Darrell Williams on a snowplow. Touchdown behind Trey Smith, the rookie right guard. That's right, Trey Smith, the road grader. The offensive line has been doing a decent job at run blocking. And you would expect that Trey Smith out of the SEC at Tennessee. Orlando Brown did all that blocking for Lamar Jackson. And that number one rated uh, rush offense of the Baltimore Ravens, 28 to 16 at that point. Again, the Chiefs able to score on fourth and short or get first downs on fourth and short. A big difference when you have an offensive line that, well, that's why they missed Cletio Simile when he got hurt. Just this way, but 28 to 16 at that point for the Kansas City Chiefs. But the Eagles would make it closer. Hertz has two receivers wide to the left single file. They're going to run it off Gainwell inside the five and powers into the end zone. Touchdown, Philadelphia. Kenneth Gainwell, the Memphis product, seven plays, 56 yards, 309 off the clock in the fourth quarter. 28 to 23 Chiefs over the Eagles at this point. They get within five. So the Chiefs had to dial up once again offensive magic. And that's exactly what they did. You go to your go to guys. Mahomes again, feet staggered. 
Makes it to McKinnon. Slant. Caught Tyreek Hill underneath the coverage. Touchdown, Kansas City. And the Cheetah does a backflip in the Philadelphia end zone. A perfectly executed 12-yard RPO pass. And Mahomes put it low and true. And a great catch by Tyreek Hill. Harrison Butker would get the extra point, making the score 35-23. to Kansas City Chiefs. Terry Kill's second touchdown of the game is 11 plays, 75 yards, 558 off the clock. Now it's time for the Tully touchdown of the game. Brought to you by Tullamore Dew Irish Whiskey. Because guess who is going to score again? Third and six for the Chiefs. Last play before the two-minute warning. Chiefs are going to throw it here. And Mahomes is throwing it up. He's got Tyreek Hill open and calls it in. Touchdown, Kansas City. A sellout blitz by the Eagles. It goes as a 44-yard touchdown. Mahomes saw what he wanted. Single coverage and a whole half of the field to let the Cheetah run as far and as long as he could. You can't bottle up. You can't stop everybody. If you stop Travis Kelsey and Tyreek Hill, good for you. But stopping them both, very tough to do. 44 yards, the third touchdown of the afternoon for Tyreek Hill. 44-yard pass, six plays, 65 yards. Took only a minute 56 off the clock. That put the Chiefs up 42-23. to The Eagles would get on the board last. Slant pattern that is caught and is going to be a touchdown for the Eagles. With four seconds to go in the game on a 15-yard slant deep in front of Legereus Sneed. That would be it. And another record for Andy Reid. The Chiefs <laughs> get the victory 42-30. to They're now 15-6 against the NFC. But most importantly, Andy Reid has now 100 victories with two different franchises. The first coach in National Football League history to do so. And he did it with Philadelphia and with Kansas City. It's only poetic that he does it here where it all began in Philly. 100 wins for Andy Reid at two separate franchises. The first coach in NFL history to do it. Take a bow, Big Red. You deserve it. And the Chiefs get the victory 42-30 to over the Philadelphia Eagles. It's the iconic voice of Mitch Holtus. Touchdown, Kansas City. Brought to you by Tullamore Dew. When it's game time, it's totally time as the Chiefs get the 42 230 win over the Philadelphia Eagles. Always great hearing from one Mitch Holtus. Kramer, I mean, it's I get excited every time I hear that. I don't know why, maybe irrationally excited. I wouldn't say that. I would just say that it's just awesome what he can do on the mic. He he sees everything before it even happens to. I love it. Absolutely love it. But uh, regardless, we'll still hear from that inside the locker room. Dusty Likens with fantasy football updates. By the way, Tampa Bay 3, New England 0 in Tom's return to New England. We'll do that. We'll hear from the Chiefs in the locker room. In your calls, 913-576-7610 on the Silverstein Eye Center's phone line. We'll check in with fantasy football with Dusty Likens coming up in just a sec. Listening to the Arrowhead Pride Post Game Show, brought to you by Andy's Frozen Custard. Pumpkin pie and apple pie treats are back at Andy's. Fall for them today. Tune in Mondays at 7:30 for our weekly conversation with Derek Johnson on your official broadcast partner of the Kansas City Chiefs, 610 Sports Radio. And welcome back. Chiefs get the uh, win today, 42 to 30 from the text line, Jay Southland Toast Service text line. Like what I saw from Jalen Hurts. 
You know, Jalen had a good game. <laughs> Jalen had 47 yards rushing, 387 yards passing. Yeah, he was uh, quite good today. The Chiefs really no answer for him. Philadelphia Eagles really didn't have a lot of stuff on defense. Both offenses look good, though. No punts in this football game. By the way, in Sunday Night Football, Tom Brady uh, just passed Drew Brees all-time NFL passing yardage mark. I'm sure Mahomes will catch him at some point, but to hear other fantasy news and notes, our fantasy football guru, hear him every Sunday, 9 a.m. on Fantasy Football Sunday. His name is Dusty Likens. What's up, Dust man? Not much, Beatley. Just uh, enjoying Tom versus Bill and uh, grilling out steak kebabs. Oh, yeah. It's a wonderful thing, Dustman. It was a rough day for your boy. Oh, yeah. I, you know. it's, uh, it was a rough day for your boy, Beatley, on Fantasy. Both my rosters didn't do too well. Mm. Really looking forward to tomorrow night's matchup. For those of you, Josh Jacobs, still a questionable play. He's going to be a game-time decision. I think he's going to play. He played week one. He sat the next two weeks. It's a big game for the Vegas Raiders, man. Like, Kramer's probably acting confident, but I think he should be a little nervous for Herbert and co. But again, Herbert, Mike Williams, Eckler, big plays. I think you can play Derek Carr. I don't think the Chargers defense is that great. I know they've got some good players, but I think they can give up some points. So Derek Carr, I think he's a play. Henry Ruggs, I love Henry Ruggs just about as much as I like Mike Williams. But from today... Uh, nothing really going on in this Tampa Bay New England game right now. Three nothing. Tampa Bay's marching. They are in the red zone. Second quarter just started. But again, your big performers today were Tyreek, Debo Samuel, Cordell Patterson, Russ Wilson had a big game. David Montgomery. This is kind of interesting. He had a big game for Chicago, but he left with a knee injury. The only thing I bring that up for is because his backup, Jay Binkley, mm. Damian Williams, former mm. Chiefs running back, who was a sneaky fantasy play last year or two years ago. And can put up some points. If Montgomery's knee injury is a little severe, it could be. I don't know. He left the game, couldn't return. So that's always a red flag for me. Damian Williams is available everywhere. And that offense is starting to click unless Matt Nagy has insider trading that he has to put Andy Dalton in, which I can't see that happening <laughs> with the way Fields played today. Um, Teddy Bridgewater left Denver with a concussion. Our guy, Drew Locke. Came into the game. Denver still loses to the Ravens. The Ravens might be better than we can be in credit for. Denver is exactly what we thought Denver would be. Rough day for Rams owners. A lot of you out there that have been riding this Cooper Cup, Matt Stafford train. It got a little dose of reality versus Arizona today. Um, but of note, we will give you a wire pickup out of all that mess, which is Van Jefferson. He stole the show for some reason. At six for 90 and a touchdown. Robert Woods finally got in the end zone. Again, if you can, trade him if he's on your team. Don't be worried about Cooper Cup. It was just the Arizona Cardinals show. Wire pickups this week. Damian Williams, Trey Lance. He's going to be the starting quarterback. It looks like for some time as Garoppolo came out and said the injury is a little bit more serious than they thought. It's a calf injury. He's a mobile quarterback at best uh, when he can be, and he's not going to be in there. So Trey Lance could steal the show. Um, Taylor Hineke, he had 290 and three touchdowns. Today. He's looked good for the, uh, for the Washington football team, soon to be named next year. CJ Uzma on Thursday night should be a big wire pickup tight end that Burrow's starting to look his way more often. And then uh, Van Jefferson, again, he was impressed today. Six or 90 and a touchdown, and it shows that we leak in the NFL. When they figure out your game plan, they try to take it away week after week. Tyree Kill obviously broke out, and then Van Jefferson was the guy today. So, Binkley, have a good night. Kramer, you too. You guys, we'll see you tomorrow night. All right, Dustman. Dusty Likens right there, fantasy football Dusty. Tomorrow night, I will remind you, 
We have a lot of stuff here on 610 Sports Radio. Obviously, Chiefs Kingdom every week at 6 o'clock, 6 to 7 with uh, the voice of the Chiefs. Mitch Holtis, Nate Taylor, and I follow him with the Nate Taylor Show. And then at 8 o'clock, Dusty Likens with the Red Reaction Show. So those bottled up thoughts you had on the Kansas City Chiefs, that's your time. And this is your time as well. 913-576-7610 for the Silverstein Eye Center's phone line. The Philadelphia Eagles, by the way, come in as the fewest blitzes in the NFL. Ten all, all season. That's it. Ten blitzes all season. They manufacture one sack against the Kansas City Chiefs. Chiefs came in today. Second fewest sacks in all the NFL given up. That is a bright spot. In Philadelphia, was they're penalized. This is one area the Chiefs can get better at, and they have so far this season. And you know what I'm talking about, the penalties with this football team. you got to shore it up because if you're going to be this bad defensively, you've got to fix the little problems that they have. And penalties has been a big one. The Chiefs penalized seven times. They've just 46 yards. The Eagles, nine for 49. Eagles came in today. Number one in the NFL with 35 penalties. They'll stay at number one next week. Number two in yards, 232. The Chiefs, on the flip side, keep in mind they were fourth in the NFL in penalties last year, six in penalty yards. Chiefs were 29th in penalties uh, this season with only 16. 29th in penalty yardage with 138. This is a way to make your offense more proficient, not the penalties, the setbacks for the offense. They're going to need this offense. Because this offense has got to carry the load. If the defense continue to give up points and touchdowns. Now, today they took a step in the right direction by stopping the Eagles for field goals. But keep in mind, this Eagles team had only scored 32 points in its previous two games. They scored 30 today. They had 32 games two and games three in the NFL. And they were only averaging 21.3 points a game, which is good for 23rd in the NFL. Teams are going to score against the Chiefs. That 42 spot the Chiefs put up today, it felt good. They're going to have to play clean games. Again, they were they lost the turnover battle again today. 1-0. They're negative three now on turnovers for the season. 26 best in the NFL. You're not used to the Kansas City Chiefs with those turnovers, but they got to win with this offense. It's how they're going to win with the defense that gives up as many points as the Kansas City Chiefs. Now, can they fix it? I, we're at the quarter point. This is when you need to start showing up. Well, they're kind of are. It's four and a half games because they added 17 games. We used to call this the first quarter. All coaches did first quarter, second quarter. Todd Haley was really big on this. But you've played four games. And that fifth game is that that kind of gauntlet the Chiefs had the first five weeks of the season. Get your identity. This defense has no identity to this point. You know, they're trying to manufacture pass rushes from the secondary. It does weaken your secondary. And again, Jalen Hurts had no problems moving the football today. 387 yards passing, 47 yards rushing. He was a problem. Yeah, I know Devontae Smith and company plays for the Eagles, but again, the Chiefs moving the clock, moving the ball with rushing the football. These are the things they have to do, these long drives. And I know you want to see the Chiefs score points anytime possible. I would like that too. But it is nice mixing in that running game to success. Clyde had 7.3 yards per carry. That'll play. 200 yards rushing for the Chiefs. 186 last week, again, going against defenses that are prone uh, to giving up runs, including the Chargers and the Eagles. But the Broncos get bombed today. We'll see what happens in the Raiders-Chargers. Obviously, one of those teams has to take an L. And if you're hoping for the Chargers to beat the Raiders, even though they're playing in L.A., and they're probably more Raiders fans than Chargers fans in Los Angeles. Let's just be honest about that. But you find out who's real and who's not. 
Again, the NFL will build you up and then tear you down quickly. I saw the Broncos in a lot of power rankings ahead of the Chiefs. People were ready to bury the Chiefs. People that forgot that these Patriots that are on TV right now were 2-2 two and two in 2014. Remember the on the Cincinnati from Bill Belichick? On the Cincinnati. They were bombed at Arrowhead, 41-14. Then what happened? Oh, Tom Brady's done. He's washed. What's he do? He only wins three more Super Bowls after that moment. He won one that year. 2016, 2018, they were 1-2. and two. After losing at Detroit 26-10, to 10, Tom Brady's washed. He's done. What do they do? They win the Super Bowl. 2019, the Chiefs were 6-4 and four at one point. Losing 3-4, of four, won the Super Bowl. The next year, the Bucs started the season 7-5. and five. Tom Brady forgot how many downs there were in Chicago. People said he's washed. He throws a pick within two minutes before the Chiefs game last year in the regular season. He's done. He's washed. Then what happens? They were 7-5 and five after losing the Chiefs. They ended up winning the Super Bowl. Again, you got to fine-tune and bring your team together. And right now, we know this offense is good. They were good last week, 437 yards, 33 first downs. Hadn't been matched. But the defense... The defense keeps teams in games. It's why you look at Mahomes, 10 out of the last 11 starts. So you take the day out of the equation. The previous 10, Mahomes starts. The Chiefs had won or lost by six points or less. That is too close for comfort. That is defenses letting teams back into the game. Teams that have no business being back in the game. That's why the Chiefs can't turn the ball over. That's why that was so surprising. But today they find a way to put 42 points on the board. I think it was big. For the Kansas City Chiefs, scoring defensively, defensive scoring for the Eagles, they were 10th in the NFL, I get it, small sample size, because it was only through three games, but they were only giving up 21 points a game. Chiefs put 42 spot on the Philadelphia Eagles today, and that was good news for the Kansas City Chiefs. We'll head back inside that locker room, brought to you by Santa Fe Auto Sound, Kansas City's home for car audio since 1967. Let's hear from the man of the hour, Andy Reid. 240 total NFL wins, regular season or postseason. Fifth all-time, getting for fourth all-time. He also becomes the first head coach to win 100 games with two different franchises. 93 regular season games, seven postseason games with the Chiefs. 140 wins with the Philadelphia Eagles. It's never been done before. He turned around this franchise in Kansas City. Here's uh, Andy Reid postgame. All right, as far as the injuries go, um... Josh uh, Kando hurt his left ankle, and uh, Ben Neiman is in the concussion protocol. So other than that, we came out pretty healthy here. Um, it was great to be here, first of all. And um, uh, we had it was an offensive day. So on both sides of the both sides of the ball here, or both sides of the field, um, Pat had ended up with five touchdowns, which I thought was a tremendous day. Um, Tyreek had 11 catches for 186 yards. Um, Clyde with 14 carries for 102 yards. And then our defense did a great job in the red zone. So we, we held them to um, field goals instead of touchdowns. We were down there five times, and we were successful with that part of it um, three out of the five times. So, And then uh, Mike Dana had the two sacks, which uh, was great. He was around the quarterback most of the day, and that, that was great. It was a good day for the punters, too. They, they had a vacation on both teams, and, uh, you know, that can be a good thing and a bad thing, right? So that's also 
goes both sides of the field. Uh, but all in all, um, it was a good game. So we're, we're uh, glad we won the game. But that time's yours. Coach, uh, Coach Eric, earlier this week when I asked you about the 100th win, you said you know about it, obviously. Yeah, no, I mean, it's great. I mean, the people here have been phenomenal since I got here. I, they, my room was loaded with food, um, so it was uh, it was good to have a cheesesteak and, <clears throat> and and a lot of other things. So um, it, it's it's good to be back and then doing that here. I, I hadn't really thought about that. I don't know if that's a positive thing, but it, it's I'm glad it, it took place and. Uh, it's over now, so we can move on. We can move on. Follow up on that. Obviously, you know you got a win today. Stopped the hemorrhaging from the Chicken Ministry. What can you take away from this ball game? I know you talked about you know what you did red zone wise, and you know, obviously Jalen uh, had a pretty decent game. But what what takeaways can you take from this game more further? Yeah. So I, listen, I think it was a, a great day for our young guys just to get experience, especially on the defensive side. That back end, and you know we've got some young guys that were playing in there. Be good to get some of the guys back and um, in place and um, coming off injury. So, I, but that will pay off for us down the road. The experience will pay off for us. Well, you got to ask a question. Come on. Uh, absolutely. <laughs> good to see you. Go. Two hundred and one yards rushing. Where did that come from? Yeah, yeah I saved it for you. Just right. <laughs> now, we, listen. We we ran the ball well and. Um, well, we were pretty balanced. I mean, as we went, so it was a good throwing day. It was a good passing day, and uh, worked out all right for us. You mentioned that 201 yards rushing last week, 186. Is this the start of a trend going forward? 300 plus yards rushing in two games. Uh, listen, we want to be able to mix it up, one or the other, and sometimes both for you, Herbie. Um, but no, it's uh, I'm, I'm not big on trends. Once you have trends. Uh, these other guys are pretty good that you're playing against, and they knock you out of the ballpark. So, um, but we want to be able to do both and do it when we want to do it. So, Andy, what did you see from the, the guys this week in the locker room, just out of practice, that led you to believe that performance like this could happen? Yeah, listen. I mean, you guys asked me this last week about does it bother you? Well, yeah, it bothers. It bothers everybody. I mean, you're in a profession where winning is uh, very important. Um, and so uh, these guys take that personal, and they, they, they understand that. And they've had success, and they want to get back doing the things that they know are, are correct. And, and we weren't doing that for a couple of weeks. We, were, we, we, were, uh, we had all these turnovers and uh, too much. We were giving game, You give games away that way, and that's what we did. So it was important that we, you know, we buckled down better and do a nice job, and that's what, what happened today. In what way, though, could you sense it? I mean, could, could you sense something different in practice this week? Yeah, listen, I mean, they had a good week the week before, so. Um, uh, but uh, it's a you know, bit of a mindset in, in a lot of cases. And, um, you know, I, I was pleased with the way they, they performed today. I think Nick's doing a nice job with this team. So people here need to be patient with him. He's, you know, he's new to town, and, and he... You saw what he's capable of doing here, and uh, I think the Eagles are in good hands here. Andy, uh, I hear you on the, the red zone defense. It looked like there were some other snaps where maybe there was some confusion, like substitution patterns and stuff like that. Uh, am I right about that? And if so, how, how big of a concern is that? Yeah, there were a couple. Just on, it wasn't necessarily it was a guy tired here or there and getting him in and getting him out. So, um, but that, I mean, that happens. That happens during the game, and 
in particular when you're shuffling people, trying to keep them keep them fresh uh, during these warm weather months. So, um, you know, we'll, we'll get that cleaned up. Andy, when you see the team, uh, when you see the results match the preparation that you guys put in today, and you see the results match, how gratifying is that for the all staff? Yeah, well, the guys work hard. The coaches work hard. They, they spend a lot of time doing this. And then the players, we've got a group that they're not afraid to work. So um, you want them to have success. And uh, it's good good for them to have that. Yeah. And you've seen Tyreek have amazing performances before. But what makes this one in particular special to you, considering just how defenses have played you guys before? Yeah. Um, well, it wasn't just the last play. I mean, it was all the way through here. There, you know, we've got the two guys uh, that you know people are going to try to take out of the game between Kels and him, and um, they, they've got to really work for everything that they get. And so Tyreek has developed in it. He doesn't get frustrated. He just finds a way, and sometimes you have to do that. And w when you're younger, you have a tendency to get frustrated in those situations, and, you know, he's... He's about seeing it all, and he just works through it. And he comes back with answers, like, "Hey, this this is potentially there," you know. So, I, and I appreciate that. Andy, yeah. congratulations! Thanks, um, Andy. You, you've only been back here twice for games now, and I, I do wonder when you're walking on and off the field, do you do you have a moment where it just sort of strikes you that you used to work here? And I, how familiar does it feel, or how yeah. lifetime ago does it feel? Well, it did. I mean, you know, coming to the hotel, it felt that way. I mean, I saw a lot of people that I had known, and there were still a lot of folks here. There's only three players left, but they're special guys. So, you know, I I enjoyed it. I mean, I enjoyed going out and competing against them. They, you know, they're going to give you their, you're going to give them their our best shot, and they're going to do the thing, same thing in return. They want to kick your tail. So, but, any emotional cord at all, or? No, listen, I'm I'm pretty good with it. I, you want me to cry up here by <laughs> I, mean, I don't have I don't have anything more to say, man. I'm sweating my butt off and I want to get back in the shower. You know? <laughs> Andy, last week at this time, as you remember, you were headed to a hospital. I was just wondering whether there was any time you thought you might not be here this week, that maybe Tobe or whoever was gonna have to take over and that you were gonna have to sit out for a little No, time. I thought I'd be I thought I'd be okay. Yeah. I um I'm stubborn that way, I guess, but I thought I'd be fine. Uh, Andy, you said people need to be patient here with Nick. You've been here. You know what it's like. Yeah. You know there's a lot of impatience. Did you get a chance to say anything to Nick, and what would you say to him? Yeah, keep being you. Keep being you. You just keep doing what you're doing, man. You're going to be fine. So he's, he's got a strong personality, a strong kid, man. So, And you need that here. You guys can be a little rough. So... Um, but you got, you've got to have that, and, and you keep moving. You don't let things grab you and take you down. So Philadelphia will chew you up and spit you out. Ask Doug Peterson. Wins the Super Bowl with them, they will get rid of you. They got rid of Andy Reid. He regretted every minute. They, they still love Andy Reid in Philadelphia. But really, I thought one of the money quotes from Andy Reid in that postgame is about Tyreek Hill and how he always comes back with the answers. You know, we've got the two guys uh, that you know people are going to try to take out of the game between Kels and him, and um, they, they've got to really work for everything that they get. And so Tyreek has developed in it. He doesn't get frustrated. He just finds a way, and sometimes you have to do that. And w when you're younger, you have a tendency to get frustrated in those situations. And, you know, he's, 
he's about seen it all and he just works through it and he comes back with answers like hey this this is potentially there you know so i and i appreciate that i love it you bottle him up last two games but he comes back with the answers and he had the answers today 11 catches 186 yards three touchdowns for tyreek hill let's go back inside that locker room and hear from uh, Tyreek Hill brought to you by CNFA Auto Sound, Kansas City's home for car audio since 1967. Well, here's the guy with three touchdowns and the answers, according to one Andy Reid. Appreciate it. This is the second uh, game this season that you've had 11 catches, 180 plus yards. What's it mean to you? I know you've had a couple games where you mm-hmm. just thought they might have got the best of it. What's it mean to have another game like this that led to Andy Reid's 120? I don't know, man. I'm just thankful to be a part of this team, you know. I mean, I feel like each and every week, you know, I mean, people expect me to be this, be that, but I'm always be me, you know, for this team, you know. I don't care if I have, you know, 200 yards. I don't care if I have 50, as long as we get the W. So that's me. That's my mindset each and every day. That's the way my dad taught me to play football, play for my brothers, you know. What do you mean by that when you say people expect you to be this or expect you to be that? I don't know, man. I just feel like, you know, I mean, Twitter mainly, fantasy owners mainly, that draft me first round. So, I don't know. They got to understand it's a team game. I can't go crazy every week, you know. Sometimes Kelsey's going to go crazy. Well, he's always, Kelsey's always going to go crazy because that's Kelsey. He's the best in the game. McCole, D-Rob, you know, guys like that. So, like I said, my job is just basically, you know, if it's my, it's my week to be the decoy, I do that. I don't care, you know, so. I, like I said, the way that my dad taught me to play football is, you know, play for your brothers, play for the guy beside you, and, you know, good things happen for you. So, Tariq, what do you, what do you think Josh Gordon will do, how he will help when he gets in the lineup? Oh, man, he's going to help um, tremendously. You know, I feel like um, adding another vet like that um, who's played in this league, you know, um, for a long time, you know, it's crazy. So... He's definitely going to add, like, another value, you know, to this team. And I actually told him, I'm like, dude, when you play for the Browns, like, I was just graduating high school. That's crazy, right? So. With, with so many short completions, Tyree, how, I guess, fun, exciting is it to beat the Eagles in that particular manner and then beat them over the top? Do you, do you um, I mean, I guess we were just setting them up, I guess, you know, all game. You know, you see Coach Reed running slant after slant and then out route after out route, and then we finally, you know, go deep. So, I mean, that's just the way Andy Reed rolls. And the offense feels efficient as it looked. I mean, you guys didn't have a punt. You guys see the score in every possession. Does it feel as that efficient as it looked out there? Nah, man, I feel like we still missing a step. You know, um, like a few guys running the wrong routes on on, on plays, you know, um, we're not getting depth on plays. You know, we may not be blocking the, the the correct guy sometimes, you know. So I feel like after this game, we're going to go back, we're going to watch film, and there's always things to correct. I don't care if you put up 50 points. There's always, like, one little thing in a play to be corrected, whether it's myself, whether it's Kels, whether it's Pat. Like, we're going to find that something to correct. Andy said earlier that you've gotten better at seeing – obviously deep safeties and knowing how to manipulate it in your advantage. Right. Where do you feel like you've grown the most in that aspect to where you can give Andy or Patrick a certain, a certain idea of how to beat deep coverage? Uh, I don't know. Um, I, I guess when I first came into this league, you know, um, I was I was real blessed to have Coach Cudley, David Cudley, who's the, the um, head coach of the um, – of the Houston Texans, you know, as my receiver coach. And he always told me, you know, the good ones, they see one safety. But the great ones, they see the whole field, like corners, the safeties, you know. And I always try to keep that in my mind every time I line up. You know, I always try to see what the other side, 
that corner's doing and both safeties doing before I line up. You know, so sometimes if you see me walking, like I'm trying to see what's going on. You know, so I mean, I, I, I'm just trying to be great, man, for this team. Tyreek, um, when Andy was in here earlier, he said something. I think he said that you come back to the sideline with answers, like stuff that you see on the field, kind of what you were just talking about. Yeah. Um, do you have an example of that? Like, hey, man, this might work. I just, I oh, yeah, I'm always way. like that. that but, today? I mean, I'm a diva. I just love talking. Like, every time I come to the sideline, I'm like, coach, we just need to go deep every play. Like, that's, that's my mindset every play. So, sometimes he hear me, sometimes he don't. So, if that's what he's talking about, yeah. I'm like, coach, we need to go deep. He's sitting. Like, let's, let's go deep. Why not? Pack and throw 80 yards, right? Just to get a win, you know, like the last couple of weeks, Clyde over Delaire just mentioned about how he felt like sometimes in Kansas City people got the set on fire just because of the way he played. Right. I know that had to motivate all you guys. Right. Just to get a win and try to just shop a few people. Yeah, it feels, it definitely feels great, you know, um, to just get a win. But I feel like this win right here, we, we are just going to continue to build off of it. You know, um, like I said, there's always things to correct and, that's what we're going to do because this team, like, we all want to be good. Like, people expect us to win each and every week, you know. And I feel like we even, like, got, like, in, like, in our mind, I feel like we was also there too, you know. Like, the guys in the locker room, we was like, oh, man, we expected to win. So that's the way we play sometimes, you know. Like, we just need to, we just need to do what we did today. Like, come out and just be the aggressor. So. I know you, uh, you got the chance to. You know, kind of take this win in. I know we're not going to speak to you this week, but what are your early thoughts on the Sunday matchup against the Bills? Oh, it's going to be a fun one, man. It's going to be a fun one, man. Hopefully, I can get in the end zone again. So that's always my mindset. There's Tyree Kill. Love the attitude. Love the way that he just keeps getting better and better in his career. 51 touchdowns now with three touchdowns on the day for Tyree Kill. Tying Travis Kelsey for uh, fourth all time for the Kansas City Chiefs in touchdown receptions. Only Chris Burford at 55. Otis Taylor at 57 and Tony G with 76 have more than the tandem of Travis Kelsey and Tyree Kill, who have 51 touchdowns um, each. So Tyree Kill climbing up those charts as he's tough to bottle up, as Andy Reid said, always having the answers. Well, the defense obviously needs some answers. That is one part that has to be shored up to be a championship team. They know it. They see it. Trust me, Andy Reid's an offensive guy, but he knows defense because he schemes every week to beat defenses, so he knows exactly what's going on. Patrick Mahomes was brilliant today as well. Did have the one interception, but 24 of 30 passing today. Five for five inside of the red zone for the Chiefs. Five touchdowns, just six incompletions for Patrick Mahomes, who's finding himself kind of having to carry this team as it was in 2018 when defense would give up so many points. He had to have that Texas Tech mentality of getting on the field and scoring every time. Let's go back inside that locker room brought to you by Santa Fe Auto Sound, Kansas City's home for car audio since 1967. Here's the quarterback, Patrick Mahomes. You got a chance to get, you got a chance to get any of the uh, hundreds of moves to move like in the locker room. What was it like to see him celebrate on the field? Yeah, it's definitely exciting. Uh, I'm not going to say what Tyreek said, but uh, it was definitely exciting uh, to kind of get him that win. Uh, we, we were due to get him that win. It had been a couple weeks now, but I'm glad we got to do it in Philadelphia and, and around where he kind of he kind of came into his own, and now he's in the Kansas City, and it's a good thing he's here with us. You know, you know Andy about as well as anybody in the locker room. What do you think this means to him? To yeah. not only get 100 with the Chiefs, but get it here. Yeah, I mean, I think it's special to him, for sure. I mean, uh, being in Philadelphia, kind of like I said, I mean, 
he kind of became Andy Reid in a sense in Philadelphia. And uh, to be able to go to Kansas City um, and, and build what he's built here uh, and get that 100 win in Philadelphia, I um, mean, obviously, he's going to keep on going. He wants to. He has a lot of dreams for this season. Um, but I'm def, he'll definitely take in this moment for a second, at least. You just heard. I got you. Go ahead, Patrick, I'm going to come back. We know you can do, obviously, five touchdown passes, but you and Tyree Hill can do. But over the last two games, you guys have amassed 380 plus yards on the ground. What kind of message does that send to the rest of the league that you guys can be a balanced offense? Yeah, I mean, I think it's just going to open everything up. I mean, uh, being able to run the football in this league is crucial. Um, and uh, be able to have the guys that we have, and you're going to see week by week, they're getting better and better and better. And they obviously, they have the talent. It's about be working together and, and building those relationships. Um, and Clyde's running the ball really well. Other guys are stepping in and running the ball really well. And I think uh, you saw today, once you run the ball a lot, defense will come up a little bit, and you can kind of hit them over the top. With everything that you guys do in the red zone, just how much fun and creativity is being thrown where you can do underhand, shovel passes, just how much was it fun to get back to that style of football for you guys? Yeah, I mean, it's it's a lot of fun. It's funny, the, the first underhand pass Kelsey actually made up, and he used himself as a decoy to kind of open it up. And so uh, when you have receivers coming up and saying, hey, I, I think if I do this, he'll get someone else open, uh, that's a special group of guys. And so uh, he did he did that one, and then he had the, the one where, he, we, he t where we told him to give a little bit of Hollywood sell and telling Kelsey to give a little bit of anything, you're going to get a lot. So uh, he, he showed why he, his acting skills and, and got us a touchdown to Jody and uh, to be able to do all those different cool things. Uh, and keeps kind of everybody alive and ready to go. Patrick, you mentioned you know Andy becoming who he was here, but, but now I, I, I assume you feel like his identity is, and going forward as the Chiefs coach, do you, do you feel some sense of that in, in, in this moment too, or doing it in this building and all that? Yeah, for sure. I mean, he's he's. I think when you look back on him, you'll know him as a Kansas City Chief. I mean, the way he's able to to kind of build up this organization from day one and win and, and, and build up to where we won the Super Bowl and got back to the Super Bowl and then now where we're at now, um, he, he's building something. He, he'll continue to build it. And we have a lot of young guys on this team who he gets the best out of every single day. Um, and uh, no offense to Philly, but I'm, I mean, I'm glad they let him go. And he, he's here coaching us in Kansas City. Patrick, you were in here when Tyreek just said that everybody expects you to win, but also inside the locker room, it, it got that way as well. Could you sense that affecting your performance? Yeah, I don't know if it affects your performance, but I think it affects your, your week of work, I guess you would say. I think you understood this last week, the urgency that we had, that we need to get everything done. We need to practice at a certain uh, attitude. You need to go in and really work on the little details. And, I mean, it's not complacency, but you, you lose those little things whenever you're winning every single week, whenever you can get at the end of the game and be like, oh, we're just going to win the football game. Uh, we'll, we'll figure out a way. Um, it doesn't happen like that in the NFL, and the NFL will kind of correct you really quick. And uh, we saw that, and now we have to keep building because we're playing a really good football team this next week. I was going to ask, after a tough couple of weeks, what does a game like this do for you guys, particularly when your offense was going on all shoulders like it did today? Yeah, I think it's a definitely a good step in the right direction. Um, it shows that that work that we put in this last week was what we need to do every single week. Um, it shows that we have to be able to run the football to open up other things. Um, but there's still a lot of things that we have to get better at. Um, we have to, to, to cut the turnovers on another interception, another mistake in a crucial part of the game. Um, we have to find ways to get stops in the red zone, which I thought the defense did a good job uh, of that today. Um, and at, at the end of the day, we have to find ways to continue to win. And I think uh, uh, we have a, a nice test this next week, playing the Bills and how, how well they're playing. Uh, we get to do it Sunday at Arrowhead on uh, Sunday Night Football, so it'll be a good game.
Patrick, you said you were excited about the challenge when you were facing one and two of your backs at the ball. Do you feel like you guys met that challenge today? I mean, obviously you have to win, but do you feel like you exceed expectations in getting that win today? I think we started it. Um, I mean, there's still a long ways to go. This is a long season. Um, we, we, we started in the right direction by battling. I mean, they came out and firing, and uh, we were able to battle back and, and find a way to win the football game. Um, but if you look at our schedule, there's no easy game. So we, we, we've kind of earned the right to play in all these tough games, um, and uh, we have to continue to build and get better. I, you, don't win the, you don't win a season at the beginning of October, September. It's about getting better each and every week. Um, and uh, we're going to keep building and building and uh, try to do what we can to get better as a team. Mike. How do you build on that? Because it's easy to kind of let up a little bit. You can say you want to keep that urgency, but what kind of things do you do as a leader and for yourself to maintain that kind of feeling? I think it's just holding each other accountable. I mean, just as much as I hold these, these guys accountable, they hold me accountable of being uh, the best Patrick Mahomes I can be every single day. And I think when you have leaders on the team that, that do that to each other, that that I'm, I'm making Travis the best Travis Kelsey can be every day, Tyreek, and then Chris Jones, uh, Tyron Matthew. It, 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 in turn, will kind of flow throughout the entire team. Um, and um, we, we haven't dug ourselves out of a hole yet. We're still not in first place in the AFC West, and we have to continue to build and build and win football games. Um, and so I'm excited to, to keep that challenge going, keep that same mindset, and be a, a great Kansas City Chiefs football team. Last two quickly, guys. When you have a guy like Tyreek, who's had, you know, the first couple of weeks of the season, had down games. For him, at yeah. least, uh, when, you, when he has a high hand, like in basketball terms, uh, do you feel like you have to feed him to, to you know, make him get? I mean, he had 11, uh, 11 receptions for yeah. 180. Yeah, I mean, I feel like that all the time. I mean, when he's he says he's a such a special playmaker. I mean, not only as a, a receiver catching the ball, but we, we find ways to get him the ball in the run game. Uh, we find ways to kind of use him to get other people open. Um, but I think you see that with this team, it's about winning at the end of the day. I mean, we want to win football games. Tyreek, obviously, we want to get him involved as much as possible. Um, but if we need to use him to get someone else open, he, he's willing to do that. Today, Travis didn't have this big game that he always has. But you, you could, if you would have saw him on the sideline, you just saw the leader that he was. He's getting everybody going every single time, not letting a, 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 the energy go down. And I think that shows the type of guys that we have on this team is er, obviously everybody wants to have big games every single game. But at the end of the day, it's about winning at the end of the uh, winning. And I think we have guys that understand that. You made a certain effort, obviously, by cutting down the turnovers. Today, it looked like you all were having fun, obviously, coming post-game. You all are having a lot of fun. How do you build on that going further, knowing that you got Buffalo coming next week? Yeah, you got to keep enjoying this game. I mean, at the end of the day, it's a game. It's uh, something that we want to be great at, something that we want to continue to work, and it's challenging every single day. But it, you have to have fun out there. And I think you see whenever we're having fun, usually good things happen. And so, uh, like you said, we're getting to play a good Buffalo team. I think had another shutout um, that that's playing really good football. And I'm sure they want to beat us pretty pretty bad. And so uh, I'm excited for the challenge to get to play them um, and get to go up against one of the best teams in the AFC. There's quarterback Patrick Mahomes. Of course, Buffalo will be looking to strike against the Kansas City Chiefs. They were 0-2 against them last year. Josh Allen wants to get up to snide, be a young quarterback that can beat Patrick Mahomes as Lamar Jackson did. Finally beating Patrick Mahomes after going 0-3 versus him. Baker Mayfield's still looking for that win. Josh Allen still looking for that win. By the way, Kramer, the Chiefs have been installed as three-point favorites over the Buffalo Bills next week. That's interesting. That's that's, that's going to be a fun matchup next week. It's going to be a fun matchup, but they got to keep progressing. We saw the running game progress last couple of weeks. Again, not against great run defenses, but it's early in the season. Numbers will go back and forth. Just like the Ravens, you know their defense wasn't going to sit there in last place as it was the first couple of weeks. It was going to get progressively better. Work on that defense because the offense, they're limiting the penalties now. 
not giving up the sacks, opening up the running lanes, can the defense find a way to be serviceable and not ask for Texas Tech Patrick Mahomes each and every week? And you also got to think, but this is building confidence with this week against the Eagles on the run game of knowing that the offensive line can gather and bring up holes for Clyde Edwards Elaire. So that that's it's a good step in the right direction. I'm I'm kind of excited to see what we're going to see next week. I think it's the worst nightmare for NFL teams facing the Kansas City Chiefs because they go okay. Look at Mahomes. This offense, they're rolling. You know, we know their defense is susceptible, but they got to score points. Eagles chose not to. They just decided to rely on field goals. Will their teams do that or not? That's to be seen. But three-point favorites, Chiefs over the Bills. A lot of Chiefs talk coming up. Derek Johnson, 7.30 in the morning with Fesco in the morning. Kyle Brandt, NFL Network at 12.20. Mitch Holtus at 4 o'clock tomorrow night. Then Mitch Holtus, Chiefs Kingdom at 6, followed by Nate Taylor Show with me and Nate. Seven, the Dusty Likens in Red Reaction show coming up at eight. Hope you tune in for a lot of Chiefs and Bills. Enjoy this one for 24 hours. Then it's mindset. Buffalo Bills for the Kansas City Chiefs getting this defense turned around. Huge thanks to Pete Sweeney, editor-in-chief, arrowheadpride.com. Josh Klingler, sideline reporter for the Kansas City Chiefs. Great performance today by one Kramer Sansone. Good night, everybody. See you tomorrow.